You're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast show brought to you by our friends at OGO. Hey, you're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast, and I am here today with Honda HRC's Cole Seeley, who unfortunately has suffered a premature end to his outdoor season and has a big day tomorrow. Isn't that right, yep. bud? Yeah, yeah. So I. I get surgery tomorrow on my shoulder. I need to get some repair done, and just met with the doctors literally probably 30 minutes ago. And um, sounds like it's gonna be pretty painful this time around. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I just want to get it done. I know, and there's like a broken piece in my shoulder and mm-hmm. some uh, some damage in there. I just want to get it fixed and and uh, be on the way to recovery and all that fun stuff. I'll be a doc. I'll be a regular at Dr. G's office here <laughs> in the next two weeks. So you broke the socket or the yeah the the female end of the socket. Shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So, 2015, actually, in Millville, I did the same, not same exact thing, but pretty similar. Um, I over, or I cased a jump, and when the bike kind of jolted away from me, it pulled my shoulder out. I'd never dislocated my shoulder before that. Mm-hmm. So, I pulled it out of the socket, and then when I fell off the bike, I jammed it back into the socket, so it broke off the edge of the socket. <coughs> and, um, yeah, so I had to get my labrum and my socket repaired like anchored back on mm-hmm. and they did it orthoscopically so i really don't have any scars from it but this time um almost identical like except for i uh, it was me myself kenny and uh chase we're all doing a moto out at the moto sandbox it was literally my second day in florida i was mm-hmm. planning on spending the entire summer there yeah you just moved back yeah so i went out did a warm-up <laughs> got used to the track and uh yeah, me and Kenny and Chase all like, all right, well, let's let's go do this. Let's put a moto in, and and uh, it started pouring, and so the track was. It was actually really fun, especially being mm-hmm. from California, like getting to ride like wet sand. It was we were having a lot of fun. It was my last lap of the moto, and uh, just tipped over. Not even that fast of a crash, and shoulder checked the ground, and uh, I knew it came out. Like it, I felt the. I thought it went out the back, mm-hmm. um, and it was only my second time that my shoulders ever come out. So I was like. I didn't really know how to reset it, yeah. but I've heard if you kind of like put your fist under your armpit and like shove up, it'll kind of go back in. Oh, I don't shit. know how much force that takes. Yeah. So it was out for like five seconds and I p- did that, like put my shoulder or my fist underneath and kind of rolled it up and it popped right back in. And I was like, oh, that was way too easy. Like mm-hmm. I knew something was wrong and I had a feeling that that piece of the socket broke off again because, uh-huh. because of the, how easily it went back in. Yeah. And yeah, so just, um, caught a flight the next day and saw my doctor the, the following day yeah man like it, it, it's funny that you say that like it was out for just a second because <clears throat> i think like at wash many many years ago i i crashed in the whoops and my shoulder was out for hours like i <laughs> the ambulance ride down and everything yeah. and then sat in the er and waited and then they put it back in and like surprisingly they didn't say i needed surgery anything it was like stuff was kind of stretched but i had to wait and yeah rehab and all that stuff but in your case you broke one of the like the sides off yeah yeah so like the best way to think of it is like a golf tee like yeah. if you were to break yeah. the edge of the golf tee off obviously the, the golf ball wouldn't sit on the golf tee anymore yeah it'll just come out that easily so i have to get it repaired in order to you know otherwise they say like 80 percent chance you get on the bike It'll and keep you go through a set of whoops and it's going to come out so. so is it uh plate and screws or i don't know exactly so last time like i said they just literally took the broken piece off and anchored it back onto the um 
onto the edge of the socket and it healed, but the doctor's like, clearly that was a weak spot. So we don't oh, want the same it. place. Yeah. Same place. Oh, wow. So, um, so yeah, that's obviously a weak spot. So this time they're not doing it orthoscopic. They're doing ladder J, which is like cut you open from the front mm-hmm. and pull that broken piece out and then put it in like a fake edge of the oh. socket. Wow. So a little bit more. And also like, so I was looking at two surgeries, one being that one. And then the other, repairing the ac um because i I did that last year actually ac joint and um it's healed i just did therapy so um i'm just gonna go that route again he said Mm -hmm. if i do an ac repair they can't do it under the same surgery and he's like nine times out of ten therapy helps just as much as as getting the ac repaired wow so uh the effect means the end of your summer then yeah yeah three recovery time three month recovery again yeah no fun <laughs> so uh, you were only in florida for a couple of days right because yeah i know that you relocate out there all the time did you uh did you have your like stuff in storage out there and just move in the same i apartment? just have a i have an apartment out there so um so you kept it yeah so i flew out there spent quite a bit in november out there mm-hmm. testing with like the team and kenny obviously is mainly out there so tested with all those guys and the the facility Moto Sandbox is awesome. Like, yeah. they, I think they're starting like an amateur program now too. So like a lot of kids are showing up and getting to ride the same track as us. And mm-hmm. it, the facility is insane. So anytime I have a chance to get out there and um, yeah, don't have to be in California. It's nice to get out there. Um, so yeah, like November I go out there. I went out there for the entire month of March. And then I think it was a total of six weeks. So like March and then a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then um, came home for a little <coughs> bit. And then my plan was go back all my stuff's already there yeah and uh yeah <laughs> it just got cut short like i was wow. literally planning on spending from uh after this last weekend off until the end of the summer after indiana and oh, uh yeah was it the same apartment that we moved you no into? no <laughs> different <laughs> one yeah <laughs> oh you moved down those stairs again <laughs> no i i got a better spot this time way better yeah i, I was stoked on my setup this year because i had like way better spot apartment wise like I was right next to the pool, right next to the gym. Like every every time I get bored in my my apartment, cause I'm there alone, I just cruise down to the pool or the gym and, mm-hmm. and just hang out. And uh, I bought a Skyline while I was out there, so I was daily driving like a mm-hmm. Japanese car legend. <laughs> like I was so super Skyline stoked. is that's the name in Japan, but here isn't it just like a 240 or something? no, no. We never had Skylines. Over we here. never had no. No, Sylvia, so, Sylvia over there was R240SX over here, okay, which okay. I have one actually in the garage. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, but, it's a, it's a right side drive? Yep. Right hand drive, oh, nice. cruising around town and uh, you get stopped. It's so funny because it's like a 92 or 93 and like I get stopped more when I was driving that than when I had like my M4 out here. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's, it's funny. It's just a car you don't really ever see. Yeah. So what? Somebody had it out here? Somebody? No, that? somebody. So California, they're they're illegal to have in California because of the right side drive, or because they don't pass our emissions. because oh, yeah, California, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't pass our emissions or our safety. So like Arizona, it's legal. Like Washington, Florida, all the like you know the Republican states, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's legal to have them. So I went when I was out there and um, in March. I, I had a rental car for a week and I was like, man, this is getting way too expensive. Like I'm not going to last the entire month with this thing. So I was talking to my business manager. I was like, Hey, like I need to get something out here. And he's like, just get something used cheap. I was like, I know exactly what I'm getting. So I flew, actually flew down to Miami, uh-huh. bought it and then drove it home, which is like a three and a half hour. Is it hour. pretty rare to find that here? One of those cars? 
In in our state, yes. In California, yes. Very rare. Mm-hmm. In Florida, you see them every now and then. Like mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. I've probably seen four or five of them out there. Yeah. But um, they're they're rare. Definitely on the rare end because they're all imported. They're yeah. never manufactured. I guess they're never manufactured any Nissan here. But um, yeah, they're they're all sold and abused in Japan. And now yeah. the ones that are in decent shape were shipped over here for us to drive. Nice. So I'm sure, assuming that's a total. Was it JDM thing? JDM, yeah. Super <laughs> nerdy, I know, but I love it. <laughs> I, I'm sure that Sam and Meg, my daughters, will know what you're talking about. Cause they love, <laughs> what's that show that they like? Uh, Initial D? <laughs> yeah, Initial D. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they watched the whole Initial D. Thing. Oh, I love that. So good. But uh, All right, so surgery done. How was the year going for you until then? I mean, you had some really good flashes of brilliance here and there yeah did you feel good about your return like did you get back Uh, to your old self yes and no like no i i know my results weren't good um uh and i mean it's no like i haven't been proud of that like i've been flaunting like my results are good so i knew like it it was gonna be a growing year from the start Mm -hmm. like i i had all the confidence in the world going into anaheim one and like believed in myself probably more than i should have and um, yeah, just after the first few rounds, I was like, man, this is really going to be a longer year than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, just not really having the endurance or the, the strength or speed, pretty much everything was just all out of sync. So, um, I mean, we did what we could, you know, I was off the bike for six months last year and had three months, I think, to get ready for Anaheim one mm-hmm. in the entire season. So being realistic, it wasn't going to happen to where I was literally just going to show up and start, you know being on the podium again or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just had to, you know, swallow my pride and keep pushing forward and mm-hmm. do what I could during the week to improve. Um, but yeah, I mean, results weren't there and I was trying though, I was working my ass off every week to, to get back to normal and team was behind me a hundred percent. My mechanic Jordan this year was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, a lot to him. Every time I was like, man, this sucks. Like I really don't want to be here right now. I'd look at Jordan and he would be working his ass off. So I'm like, I gotta, you know, yeah. I, for Jordan's sake, like, like seeing how hard that guy works makes me want to work twice as hard. So, um, yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, it is what it is. I was getting like Colorado. I, I felt like myself again on the outdoors, you know, like coming through the pack in that first moto, I was <coughs> kind of surprised myself even, um, mm-hmm. second moto, not so much. I was pretty tired i think the altitude actually got to me in the second moto but yeah just like i said i was working i mean doing all the necessary um taking on the necessary how do i say that word necessary 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 steps to get (laughs) to get better um and uh yeah like going to florida you know obviously i was committed but Mm -hmm. um yeah just unfortunately got cut short (laughs) was there anything physically holding you back like did you have pain like all that crazy stuff you did to your pelvic area and like was there any pain in your hips or your lower back? None in like my, nothing down where my pelvis is, nothing. Uh-huh. Like at all, I actually had more shoulder pain, this same shoulder. Um, I had gotten it checked out actually three weeks ago. I went to the doctors after, I think right after Paula, mm-hmm. because I couldn't hold on. Like my shoulder would start hurting and the pain would kind of like radiate down my arm and in my hand, my, my um, ring finger and my pinky kept going numb. So I was like, what the heck is going on? So. I got an MRI for that. It checked out. Nothing was weird and just mm-hmm. was planning on doing more therapy for it. But like my pelvis, like nothing was holding me back or limiting. It was literally just, you know, 
my competition got to race the entire season yeah. and have a productive <clears throat> off season afterwards. You know, they're just building, building, building where I was just sitting for two months, sitting in a wheelchair, yeah. four months, I couldn't ride my bicycle. Um, and then it was a full six months before I got to get back on the bike. So it's just, I, it took way more out of me than I had, had anticipated. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, there's nothing I could really do about it. And then it's like, uh, you know, if you're lacking fitness because of the time away, it's not that you weren't training and trying because I know that you, you like to train. You're always on your bikes and, yeah. and stuff like that. You put in the work. It's just catch up time, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And you can only do so much during the week. You, if I rode four times a week and then went and raced or was on the bicycle yeah, between that, like I'm just going to run myself into the ground and not going to be energetic and really doing more harm than, than good. So it's, it's tough finding a balance because I knew my balance before, like I was in good shape before I could train quite a bit during the week. I could ride a lot during the week and then show up to the race and be fine. This mm-hmm. time I was like, show up to the race and be completely flat. And like, you know, like you tell yourself, like I didn't do enough during the week mm-hmm. and it like really you like you did too much, but you feel guilty, you know, if you take a little bit of time off, like if I took, hadn't had a light week, my performance would be better on the weekends, but I feel guilty. Like, oh, I you know, I didn't really commit to that gym session or I didn't really, you know, spend the entire hour and a half on the bicycle or maybe I wasn't fully like into it or, but like, I honestly, it was better for me. Like I'd show up to the race and I'd be more energetic, but yeah, like I said, I just feel guilty. So mm-hmm. I, that, that balance was way off for me. So kind of syncing everything with that and then showing up to the race. And, um, before, you know, it was like, I'd watch footage and be like, okay, what do I got to do to win tonight? What do I got to do to get on the podium? This time I'd be there and be like, man, like, how am I going to get closer to being into the top five or how, you know, it was just different for me. It didn't, yeah. I didn't like it one bit. It was, it was really frustrating. So yeah. like I said, my performance wasn't there, but I was, I was doing everything I could and I had all the right tools to do it. It's just, uh, it's just a time matter of time kind of thing where I get back to where I was, uh, last year or the year before or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, like I know you were still training with Blake, right? Yeah. Okay. So, your trainer Blake Savage was was injured badly. Yeah. Was that January or February? I think it. Uh, I think it was the end of January. Okay. So, so yeah, he suffered, hopefully temporary, paralyzing mm-hmm. injuries. Um, how does that, like someone being in your inner circle, someone you're close to, uh, suffering an injury like that, did it affect you? And then did it affect you on the side of your trainer's not there all of a sudden? Um. No, not like that, um, because I don't know. I feel like that would be selfish to be like, oh, Blake can't be here. <laughs> like me and Christian, who work with Blake and and Chase Sexton, um, we all train together anyway. So yeah. that didn't really affect it. Um, it was a big bummer, like yeah. huge bummer. I had no idea like at first what happened. I heard he got hurt, and I remember like texting him <clears> the next day, be like, hey, dude, like, don't worry about me. Like I can, you know, I have plans from previous days i can look yeah. at just focus on healing up or whatever i didn't know what had happened yeah, yeah and later that day i found out and i was like holy crap like i kind of felt like an asshole like dude <laughs> like <laughs> no way know. like obviously he doesn't need to write my program um but yeah no it was it was tough at first like the first week or two were tough like thinking about like you know him being literally the week before we went on i don't know how many bike rides and we're in the gym for two days or whatever and just thinking like, oh shit, like, you know, but then it turned into like, he was, he's always been so positive the whole time, like Mm -hmm. 
so focused and even like I'll talk to him and he'll be like, yeah, sorry, I had a bad day. Like, sorry, I didn't write you back or whatever. But like I talked to him, I'm like, dude, you didn't have a bad day. Like you still sound great. Like he's so positive and so like, I don't know, he's a fighter like Mm -hmm. through and through. So um, that was inspiring if anything. So that was, that was kind of cool to, to witness and and still witness like seeing all the the progress he's made. And I don't know, it's been, um, that's been like I said, just really inspiring. So that, uh, but yeah, like I've, I've just had to, you know, if I have to do it myself, that's fine. Or me mm-hmm. and Christian will link up and do it together. And that, that's all the motivation I really need. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't weigh heavily on you say like just the gravity of the injury. Cause I mean, I, yeah, well, dude, when my brother got paralyzed, I didn't ride for six months. You yeah. Know? Like, I mean, you're not in a position to do that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember, when Jesse Nelson got hurt feeling that way, like it really like messed with me. Yeah. Um, I guess cause just cause I talked to Blake so quickly and he was so positive so soon. I was like, Holy crap. Like, yeah. you know, he's going to get through this and it might be a long road, but he's, he'll get through it. Um, Jesse, I didn't get to talk to for like months. I felt like, yeah. and I was so like, I still am devastated, but yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a rough thing to talk about, I guess, in our sport. Oh, for sure. But even so, I mean, as good as Jesse's doing now, I will say Jesse's initial attitude and reaction Mm -hmm. is a lot different than Blake's from what I I saw Blake at Fox. Yeah, I think think a lot of that, too, was the doctors. I blame a lot of that on the doctors for Jesse because I think they've kind of of, um, demotivated him to really do anything. So that was a... but he's yeah he's in good spirits now and I actually just talked to him yesterday so yeah he's uh one of my really good friends so yeah I always love talking to the guy. <laughs> I was trying to sell his mountain bike from a couple of days ago. I was like, hey, I got someone that wants to buy your mountain bike. Let's let's, let's sell that thing because he's been trying to sell it. You <laughs> yeah. Know? And he's like, oh, I gotta wash it and put stands in the tire. I'm like, screw that, dude. Let's just sell it. The guy will <laughs> buy it right now and then. He lost his sale and he's giving me shit, but that's <laughs> what you get when you're trying to wash your bike. But uh, all right, so uh, so tomorrow's the surgery. Yep. Um, like, how watered are you gonna be? Like sling? Yeah. Oh yeah, out? sling like, for four to six weeks. I think closer to six. Um, uh, one of those real fancy ones I just picked up today. It's got like a couple. Does it have the ice chest in front of it? Dude, it's got a cup holder <laughs> or a beer holder, I should say. Literally, and then, there's a holder. Uh, yeah, and then a cell phone holder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, sling for six weeks, uh, just basic, basic therapy for a little while. And then Dr. G lives right down the street. So I yeah. just probably pop into his office every single day and get the my money's magnet. worth out of him. Yeah, the, the magnet. magnet and all the other therapy tools. So is it left side, right side? Right side. Right. Are you right-handed? Yep. Ooh. Yeah, no fun. Danielle going to wipe your butt <laughs> for you? Hey, anything that she's got to do this time is way better than last year. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I was completely like dependent on her last year so i can imagine yeah so yeah i noticed you got steps in and out of your house so last year must have been really bad my dad and um his best friend came over and built me ramps oh yeah they came over and built me ramps actually right behind us um they're still over there no 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 no. there's an outdoor shower so that was the only because my shower inside is out is like a tub yeah 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 yeah. my shower outside has like the one where you can take it off and like yeah so i had a uh chair in that outdoor shower that I'd is that to. is that there because you're near the beach and it's a surf house or did you guys build that for that? I actually built it because of mountain biking. So oh, I get back okay, from yeah. like mountain biking All and then dirty. just be able to like rinse off before I go inside. Yeah. So that was like my 
<laughs> I was dependent on that for showering. And then, and then I actually rented a scooter, like an electric scooter. Mm -hmm. And so when Danielle would go to work or to school, I would just get on the electric scooter and I had or, uh, ramp out my front door. Yeah. And just ride a Dr. G's nice. and sit on the sit on the magnet or sit on the um, uh, like Russian stem. It like flexes your muscles for you. Uh -huh. So I try not to lose all the muscles in my legs while I was immobile. Yeah. Dude, the craziest therapy machine I think I've ever seen is when Ross was first injured. I was sending him to Project Walk, which is like a paraplegic rehabilitation place. There's this thing called the power plate or something it was just, just this disc you put your feet on and it goes zzz and vibrates and for some reason when he would put his legs on the plate and it would vibrate he could move his legs really yeah like something about the vibrations makes the the pulses go through or something that's interesting but uh yeah there's i mean there's all kinds of tools especially down in dr g's so just yeah what's his latest thing now so the last the last thing i saw was that the acoustic sound wave I did something. I hurt my shoulder, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna hate this." But it was this thing that was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was the acoustic was sound like, wave. Yeah, I hate yeah. that thing. Yeah, that yeah it works. Work. It works really well, but I hate it. I always offer to buy it from him so I can go run it over with my truck. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm surprised you don't have one of the magnets. No, because there's I several mean, riders that have bought this. I can. Yeah, they're, on Twitch they're expensive. They're yeah. really expensive, and like me being a mile from his office. I'm yeah, like, anytime I want to go use the magnet, I just drive to his office. So totally, totally. yeah, I get my money out of him. Nice. Well, let's take a quick break to uh, hear from the sponsors that make this possible. Hey, SWAT Moto listeners. This is Zach Osborne, rider for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. I love my FC 450 race bike, but I also love the FC 350. It has the handling of a 250 and the power of a 450, making it the perfect bike for both professional and amateur riders. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles is giving Swap Moto listeners 1,500 reasons to get a brand new FC350. Hurry into your local authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to find out more on the limited time offers available to get you on the track today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com and see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails or if you want to go a bit further longer and faster they they just brought out a new taser e-bike which is uh, yeah everyone's given the double thumbs up on so head down to your local intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at intensecycles.com check it out guys what's up this is christian craig as a motocross racer being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling and whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy's Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. 
Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota of Escondido action sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Um, so, man, what are you going to do with your time? Like, cause, I, I mean, know. you can't, I don't know. You can't ride that sick mountain bike you just got at Roy's. <laughs> you can't uh, ride your dual sport you just built. I know. You can't I, even really I work on that two-stroke, right? One hand. I can't really know. Yeah, I know. I'm bummed about that because that was like my. Well, I guess I couldn't summer. work during the summer because I wouldn't be home. Oh, you weren't but gonna be here. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna fly back for the weekends off work on it, but it'll still get done. I mean, I'll be in this. I'll be in a sling for four to six weeks. So once I'm out of the sling, I can manage the pain i assume and mm-hmm. not use my right arm mikey will be over here helping me so but yeah I'm, I'm excited for that i'm gonna do a full youtube series on it um fully breaking it down just like i did the 450l mm-hmm. i don't i'm trying to get some some top secret parts from honda i know they still got them in the back i'm gonna have to talk to those guys oh, but yeah they do um i already talked to kyb about getting some suspension for it uh-huh. and then the end goal is it with it is to go race at red bull straight rhythm this year so uh, <laughs> i was kind of holding out on announcing that but yeah. I'm probably not putting out a video for a while, yeah. so that's the, that's the thing. I don't, I'm excited for that, too, because then, like, you know, everyone can kind of follow that whole story up to going to straight rhythm and mm-hmm. all that. And I talked to Jeremy Malott at Red Bull about that, and he was really excited and fully down to help, you know, promote me and all that stuff. And yeah. It'll be cool. I'm well, excited. October's for still plenty of time for you. Yeah, that'll be plenty of time. Nice. All right, so, dude anything in the works for next year yet um what does this injury do for your outlook on the rest of uh your racing um i don't know i to be honest i just like this summer i'm just focused on healing getting better and trying to like i've already talked to tld and all those guys about trying to get my worth out of the rest of the summer Mm because the main thing is like these guys pay me to race i can't race so i'm trying to we're trying to work out ways to you know make it worth it for them mm-hmm. try and show up at uh races and events that they want me to and all that and then when september comes around i'll announce kind of or probably before then what's going on for next year so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting next few months and uh, i'm sure there's gonna be some annou- announcements coming soon but i can't speak too soon ah sorry yeah. are you hinting that you have things in the works maybe or, <laughs> i can't I, I can't answer that yet <laughs> yeah but i mean do you is the desire there to get out there and continue racing after the comeback you've staged already <laughs> um i don't know we'll see yeah. we'll see i like last year was a was a big one for me that yeah. was a that was a tough one to swallow um mm-hmm. having said that i'm really glad i came back like i'm yeah. really happy i like just just thinking of the way that the year's gone i would have never known you know i would have like been sitting on the couch or at the races or whatever i would have been doing this year and wondering like where would i have been you know where mm-hmm. how would i have stacked up and without knowing you know i would have 
assumed the best probably be like man i could have won this year you know whatever but um i'm glad i came back it was it because like if i would have ended things last year it would have felt like i was quitting you know yeah. if i end things past <clears throat> this year then it's like okay that's retiring you know that's not quitting yeah um that's like letting an injury get the best of me so um i'm really like prideful and like proud of myself for mm -hmm. um for coming back after that kind of gnarly of an injury yeah we've discussed this before but i think your the the gravity of your injuries and what you came back from was kind of overlooked i think yeah like a lot of people didn't realize how gnarly it was for you and i i think like you didn't get the attention for it that you deserve from you know other people yeah no for sure that's i, I was i was really bummed for a while because of that um not because like i was like oh, i deserve the attention or whatever but it was it did suck like honestly i feel like the way that the whole series was promoted was really weird this year and i think they did a really bad job um I think Jason himself being a returning champion didn't get as much love from mm -hmm. the series itself. Um, I would have been really bummed if I were him, you know, coming back yeah. from a championship and like you're basically putting three or four guys in front of him before the gate even drops for the season. Yeah. Um, and then that, not only that, but like I remember watching this Supercross preview show and they didn't show me one time. I was yeah. second in points when I went down and came back from the gnarliest injury in my life. Probably one of the gnarlier ones of the sport that yeah. quickly and um not once not one mention so mm -hmm. i was like what the hell like it made it it honestly made it to the point where i was like if i get on the podium and they want me to go to a press <laughs> conference i don't even want to go like i was like basically middle finger to those guys so which which sucks because then i'm like i gotta go i'd have to go to those kind of things because and i have to do the interviews because sponsors you know it's not yeah. really my say but i yeah like i said i think they did a terrible job this year promoting a lot of the riders mm -hmm. man What's it like uh, being teammates with Kenny? It's cool. Yeah, it's it's different, like different than anything that I've been um, a part of. You know, like mm -hmm. Troy Lee, aside from Will Holland in 2010, I was always the guy on the team. Um, mm -hmm. Always like the A rider per se. And then even when I was teammates with, with <laughs> Trey Kennard in 15 and 16, I feel like we were like equals. You know? yeah. so, and which was really cool because we were – I, team camaraderie then was amazing like mm -hmm. Trey still Trey's like still one of my good friends <laughs> I love that guy um but Kenny you know it's I mean it's no secret he's like the main guy he's yeah. the one that's out there to to win the championship and stuff and um kind of like having living in a shadow <laughs> in a way is uh, a little tough at sometimes but um at the same time I you know I'm a pretty humble guy I don't have a huge ego so um I just take what i can get and it, i wouldn't say the team treats me that way you know mm -hmm. the team's definitely equals like that's how they've always been with me anything that kenny can get i can get um but you know the attention i think is mm -hmm. a little bit tilted um but uh yeah i mean it, it's been cool kenny's been like super cool to me the whole time it's not like he's mm -hmm. ever treated me a weird way or anything like that anytime i've been injured he's been you know, like you can bounce back from this or give me even, especially last year. Like, yeah, I remember being in Florida and like super down in the dumps and him reaching out quite a few times to cheer me up. So that was really mm -hmm. cool of him. So Florida right now, is your place all packed up? Or you gonna, I got to go back. You're going to have to go back out there. Yeah. I got to go back and pack it up. <clears throat> Not looking forward to that. I, yeah, saw, I, I saw you like, reaching out for uh, tips on getting your car back. Yeah. I never shipped a car. So I was like, my plan is like, go back pack all my stuff in my car and ship my car back yeah um 
but I'm gonna have to go back. I was at today. I was like, damn it, I should have just done it this weekend, but I didn't really know how I was gonna feel. Like when I initially did it last week, it hurt so bad for like two days. I was mm. like, there's no way like I could fly back and do it. And then like three days later, I was like, already. I mean, I can move it just yeah. fine. I know it'll come out if I move yeah. it too far, but it, it feels fine. It's just <laughs> obviously I can't. I feel like I could get on the bike right now and ride, but I know I couldn't. Yeah. But well, yeah, gotta fly back, fly back, ship everything out. Fun times. Oh. <laughs> Is uh, what what were your thoughts on the whole project with the uh, the four fifty Alec? I mean, I know we all enjoyed watching the series, yeah. and everything. And then I I came to the premiere of the little <laughs> movie. Uh, what was it like putting them together? I mean, it, it's funny because you always people always say, "Oh, Cole Seeley's so sick because he's a multi-dimensional guy. You know, <laughs> he's not just a dirt bike racer." And yeah, I mean, I've known that to be true since as long as I've known you. But like, that was intriguing for me because it was like that was like your your idea, right? Like, yeah, you, yeah. It was. Um, it came about like okay, so I posted a picture of the bike like just sitting literally right here in my driveway, mm-hmm. and. It got so many likes, and I was like, dude, people really like this thing. Like, yeah. maybe just because I had my number on it, I don't know, but I was like, it's got a lot of interest. Like, and at the time, I had think, been thinking about kind of pursuing some stuff with YouTube, um, just kind of growing my brand, I guess, through yeah. YouTube. And um, and it's it's another way for people to connect with the fans, honestly. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I really wanted to like, customize the the 450 and not to the extent that I did yeah. initially I was like oh I'll do this and this and this and like black this out and and then before I knew it I was like man it's almost down to the frame I was like let's just take it to the let's frame, frame it. <laughs> let's frame it and let's do this um and me and Mikey were in the garage talking and I'm like dude like it's funny that how similar this bike is to my bike like you know it's dude, pretty much it's the most legit dual sport bike ever. yeah made. it's crazy yeah. like aside from the frame being a little wider because of like the wider transmission or whatever mm-hmm it's crazy how similar it is. I was like, dude, we should ride this to the track. Mm-hmm. Like we should ride it to the track and film at the track and then ride it home. And at first it was supposed <laughs> to just be like vlog style, you know, yeah. like GoPros and my little Canon, whatever it is, uh, A7X or whatever. Little, no, not A7X. It's, I don't remember what the fuck the <laughs> little camera's called, <laughs> the little guy. And then it was like, let's hire like a film crew. And then it turned into like, well, anybody could ride to the, like Milestone and ride it. I was like, let's yeah, ride it to the Supercross track. Or let's ride it to the Supercross track, ride it to Milestone, ride it to on the trails, like do everything. And then um, I got to the Supercross track and I was like, dude, I could like do everything here. <laughs> so yeah. we just started like filming. Like I literally did every, all the rhythms and all the jumps the same way I do on my race bike (laughs) and people were tripping out because i haven't even changed the oil in the thing since i got it like i literally Uh like it's the stock it's i haven't done anything to the engine yeah Um, everyone seems to think that it's built but all it is is suspension properly built and then Mm -hmm. um yeah uh yoshimir exhaust (laughs) yeah that's all the upgrades it has and you said like it went through the whoops really well really good is it because it's so heavy and it's stable i think i think the weight had something to do with it i almost think it's the tire though because i have the 18 inch rear wheel uh-huh. like the dual sport tire with the actual yeah you rode the dual dot right? <laughs> yeah what is it 505 or something like that yeah and yeah that's that's the tire setup i have i talked to wygan about it actually and he's like he's like i always blame everything i can't do on that tire and you went yeah. and rode a super cross track on i'm like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it was it was a bit weird in some spots like just because the tank was so wide and yeah and all that but I don't know. Got the job done. I was kind of surprised that there was no honking. Like 
You didn't I didn't put the horn it. on it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the horn looks goofy because it's right, uh, right in front. I didn't put some pieces on that I'm actually gonna run because uh-huh. aesthetically it looks cooler yeah, without them. Because I think you, legally you have to have a horn, right? Yeah, you have to have a horn. I don't have a speedo on it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like waiting for it. I was waiting for you to honk in the air or something like. Yeah. That. No, it was cool though. It was just honestly like it was just a wild idea, and we just ran with it like mm-hmm. way probably too far, but we filmed an entire day on it and got so much cool footage and yeah like i want to do more with with that bike and i want to do more with this um 250 two-stroke mm-hmm. that i'm building right now and in that type of sense like just like kind of and also like um like youtube guys are really connected to like people that watch youtube mm-hmm. are really connected to to the like whoever's making the channel or whatever so i wanted to like do this video but then no matter how big the video got like how many changes the video got the plan was always to do a premiere because you get so connected to the bike or in my sense like i watch a lot of car stuff like if i could go check out the car in person like hands down i'm gonna go go see it Mm -hmm. so i wanted um i wanted the audience to be able to like show up and like okay so how many people at that premiere were like just random youtube fans you think um probably 60 percent really yeah like we had a lot of lot of kind of randoms there which was cool really cool dude i I have to admit so i you know i came to that thing you know i came to that thing to cover it but then to support you and everything (laughs) i walked in and i think i was talking to i was either talking to dom or anton on the phone and i was like oh my god what (laughs) i'm all dude and i look at it now i call it I didn't have any of the three B's. I wasn't wearing all black. <laughs> I didn't have a beanie and I didn't have a beard. <laughs> the, 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 the crowd there was so like not my scene. You know, yeah. like I'm like, I, I really felt old and square until I saw Jordan show up in his Honda jacket. And I'm like, oh, okay. What's up, Jordan? Let's go get dinner. Yeah. No, it was, it was a cool thing. Like I, I was worried. Like we had a hundred person max or 200. I don't remember. There was more than that. More than 100, more you think? More than 100. Yeah, because sure. I think we had a 200-person <coughs> cap, which the area is big, but it's not that big. Mm-hmm. So I had to really watch how I promoted it. You know, yeah. like I wanted to really like get yeah, it out funny, there. It's funny you promoted it, but like even I had to text you, wait, where is it again? Yeah, because I didn't, didn't want to over-promote it because yeah. I didn't want too many people to show up and have to turn away people. Yeah. Um. So it was, it was a good mixture. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't have wanted many more people there. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was still cool. I mean, was it cool having a, uh, like, an event for something that you created? I mean, it, yeah, no, it, it was, was sweet. Like, yeah, and a lot of that credit goes to Mikey. He did a lot of the, the footwork because I was in Florida for a majority of the time that we were mm-hmm. planning it. So he found the event space. He got the DJ and the you know the bartender and all Wait, that kind dude, of stuff. Wait, dude, what was the beer they were giving away there? Black Plague. <laughs> One of them was so good. Yeah, that's actually the light one that a I friend like. of ours, Nigel Houston, a pro skater. He's okay, yeah. that's I don't know how much of that company he owns, but he yeah he was like a sponsor of the event or whatever. Oh, nice. So yeah, it was cool. It was um, different for yeah. sure. Like, no, that, that, I think I had two beers and I was like, <laughs> can't drive home yet. Uh, yeah, was, that was a fun. I'd like to do something like that again for the 250, and I have another project in mind that I already want to do after the, the 250. ATC? No, not the ATC. Dude, so many people took that seriously. I was just messing around with my brother. But, yeah, I, I 
I uh, said that I was going to build an ATC. Yeah. I'm not going to build an ATC. <laughs> All right. So fill me in a little bit more on the, uh, the circuit spirit stuff. Like, yeah. Um, like we've talked about it before, but like, I think everybody doesn't really realize that you, you're, yeah. you're an event promoter, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, we've been, I think since 2017, we had our first event. So mm-hmm. it's been a couple years now. Um, yeah, we, it was just me and two of my best friends, uh, who all grew up driving, drifting together, mm-hmm. all into the car scene and stuff. And um, we kind of noticed that like the local event um, platform is really catered towards like pro-am guys or guys that are trying to compete and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. we're like, let's create a platform where it's it's more fun and more beginner friendly, like yeah. what we were at like 10 years ago. So we had an opportunity to rent an airport runway for a long time mm-hmm. and we would rent it out and just kind of like either good guys would still come out but it was like a lot of guys that were like just like like oh i have a drift car but i don't want to drive like drift in the street like i don't yeah. know where to go so we wanted to cater to those guys and we'd like hop in their cars with them or drive their cars Shut for up. them yeah. like so they could show them like what to do and then um yeah over the past couple of years it's grown into something pretty like um reputable which mm-hmm. i'm stoked on mm-hmm. and we had to move events since then but it's been really cool it's been a, it's been a different experience and for sure, for the first two or three events, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, uh-huh. and now we're uh, we've kind of got it under our feet and just uh, I don't know it's fun. Once it, it, we kind of cater to my uh, schedule too, like whenever yeah, I have a weekend definitely. off, that's usually when, when we're doing our events. So um, summer's so hot though. Can, so I'm can skip you summer. drive with a sling? You need both arms, dude. Right? So I after I crashed in Florida, uh-huh. I got that Skyline out there. It's right hand drive. Yeah. My right shoulder hurt. So I was like, everyone's like, you need to ride home. You're right. I'm like, no, nah, I got it. Like, don't worry. Cause it, like I can steer with my left and then shift with my left. Yeah. So like I drove myself home and I'll be able to drive that car actually. Cause it's, I don't need to really use my right hand to drive it. <coughs> I can't drift though. There's no way. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So when's the next event and where is it? I don't know yet. We're, kind of skipping the summer because it's so hot mm. out at uh, willow springs where we host events so probably after the summer once it winds down once it gets a little cooler we'll host more events and then um it'll be at willow springs mm-hmm. kind of the most popular track in southern california yeah do you uh do you have any kind of competition at those or is it all just no. a fun it's a hundred percent type thing yeah hundred yeah, percent like practice day uh-huh. and the way that we run things now we try and get maximum seat time for everybody because mm-hmm. that's what everyone needs yeah so the way we set up our course it's just like you can just keep hot lapping like uh-huh. that's the thing that sucks about a lot of events is you you'll do two laps and you'll be like oh like it's same thing with moto you're like mm-hmm. oh next time i come around this turn like that rut was blown out i need to go to this rut yeah, yeah. same thing with drifting you're like oh i you know i overcorrected or i didn't give it enough throttle or too much throttle here like i need to remember that next lap mm-hmm. well then you sit in line for another 10 minutes and then go do another lap and you don't even remember so we set it up to where you can just dial your driving in yeah. and uh yeah i think like because of that we see a lot of improvement especially from the beginners Mm. so i would say the most expensive thing in drifting is probably the tires right yeah so are you hooked up with dunlop tires for that i wish that's uh, i haven't really talked to those guys but i just get amazon tires <laughs> like amazon.com tires like like i don't even know what they're called nanking i think <laughs> just like just like we we like as drifters like we learn like okay we need to find the most cheap tire that still has a good amount of grip and yeah. it's not going to delaminate so uh, like uh. we 
like you talk to guys, you know, you kind of like, oh, this tire works good. Well, we'll try this tire kind of thing. So that's like how it's pretty much gone. I get them for like, uh, I think I pay like 70 bucks a tire. Oh. Not too bad. And do you blow through multiple sets in one day? If I get a full day of driving in, I'll go through two sets, so four tires. So Not you too bad. Separate rims then, right? Yeah, yeah oh, I got okay. spares. Damn. So when the tire wears out bad enough, does it just blow? It'll cord first. <clears throat> Like, uh, you know, like when you see a cords, yeah, yeah it'll, yeah. it'll break the cords and then you'll hear the tire like ding, 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 like hitting either the side of your car, uh-huh. which is really bad or just inside the wheel well. Does your car, does your drift car have a passenger seat? Yeah. It does. Yeah. All right. Let me know the next one. <laughs> Cause seriously, both my kids, they want to go on a ride along with you. Yeah. No, for sure. It's so funny. Like they're girls, right? <laughs> but they like this formula D show. Oh yeah. Formula and, D. And, <laughs> It's crazy. I'm like, oh, dude, Cole does that. And they're like, Cole you know, yeah, he totally does that. Yeah, no, to that's... the point that we went to that, we went to some Asian street food fair because there's literally a Fujiwara tofu shop. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I would have gone because of that. <laughs> and they wanted to get the drinks with the label on it, right? Oh, so, really? That's so awesome. I have a, I have a, um, uh, Naoki, one of the high ups over at Honda, uh, has become one of my good friends over the years. He's, he got me a, uh, Fujiwara Corolla, like model yeah, yeah, model yeah. car last That's year when I was hurt. Yeah, they even went. I mean, they're looking for the the specific model of New Balance shoes that the guy wears. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. That's yeah. like my high. That's all I did in high school was watch that show. Watch that show. Yeah, and even like last year when I was hurt, mm-hmm. when I was laid up, I was trying to rewatch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So good. So what else? Like, uh, you got the drift thing. You got the. YouTube channel. Yeah. You're still into photography a lot? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes and no. Like, I, I dabble quite a bit in it mm-hmm. when I have to. Like, my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend's a, I don't want to say Instagram model, but she's, I guess, a model now because she, she signed with an yeah. agency. Mm-hmm. So she's getting jobs. And when she gets jobs, that means either me or somebody, one of her <laughs> friends has to shoot them, usually me. So. so, dude, how does that work? So that's what she does, right? Yeah. So people will pay her to take a picture in their clothes or something, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, just, it's just marketing. Yeah. It's just a different form of market. It's the new age marketing. You know, you just set a hiring a photographer and a model and, you know, paying the photographer to edit the photos. It's mm-hmm. all, you know, single source. Like yeah. <laughs> a lot of, and a lot of these brands are like user image driven, you know, yeah. like n- not a brand like, like somewhere like Adidas or something like that. They have their own stuff still, but a lot of the smaller, you know, boutiques or smaller clothing lines that are all user image. So, yeah, I, I'm proud of her. She's um, she went to school, finished school last year, and ended up, you know, <laughs> doing this instead, yeah. which is cool. Like, yeah. cool, you can make a living. Like, so okay, so you go and you'll shoot her with your Canon. Canon? Yeah, either Canon or iPhone. But usually, I you like know, to use the Canon just because I nerd out on photography. Stuff. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> it's funny because you know Chase Curtis, our, our yeah. video guy. He told me that there's some algorithm on Instagram where your photo or video will get promoted by Instagram or seen if it's an iPhone. Really? Yeah. Like, hmm. like we crack up because like, uh, that like makes at, sense. At Fox Raceway, for instance, right? Anton or both are posting to it. And I took a picture in the pits of something and it got more <laughs> likes than something that Anton shot beautifully with his yeah sony camera i don't i don't understand the algorithm at all though because i have almost a half a million followers and she has four times the profile visits as me well because she's a girl exactly i mean girl (laughs) engagements is 
like can't even compare it to guy engagements like guys are like i do the same thing i know a lot of probably like fans of the sport do it you know you're scrolling you see the photo and you're like oh that's cool and you just keep scrolling you don't actually like it like yeah where girls is like oh she's so cute like like go <laughs> lurk her page like check everything out like it's so funny I, it, i'm learning a lot about that especially because of her but have you figured out anything on your instagram like christian for example right he's always like Gah! He's always seems so frustrated that like he gets the most likes on anything with Jagger. Like he's like, oh, I post riding six shot and picture of Jagger gets more. Yeah. Like, have you noticed anything odd like that on your? Page? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, you got to know your audience really. Like, I'd probably spend more time studying that than I should. Yeah. Um, but especially with YouTube, like YouTube, like I just posted a video this last weekend, like, oh, my weekend off, like. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it'd be cool to document the entire weekend off because it's something other than riding. Yeah. Show people me, like, I went to my shop, worked on my car, mm-hmm. went to the event, set up the event, like, tried to film as much as I possibly could. And um, they got, like, no views compared to, like, one if I was, like, just announcing that I picked up the CR250. Yeah, you know? I, was, I was looking at your channel, too, right? Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, people really want to see your bike, why you bought the bike, what you think of the yeah. bike, and what you're going to do to it next, right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think that's just a part of learning. Instagram's a little bit more dumbed down. Like, it's really just, like, post, oh, like, I get a ton of likes on this, I don't get a ton of likes on that, and, like, you just go from there kind of thing. Yeah. But I still, I don't, I don't like to, like, do it for the likes kind of thing. Like, mm. I really like to show who I am. So yeah. if I want to post something in my car, I know it's not going to get a lot of likes. I don't care. Like, yeah. I like it. I'm putting it up there. Um, I know what'll get a lot of likes and that's pictures of my bike or me sitting on my bike, and all mm-hmm. that, which I still do. I'll still, you know what I noticed is that you put the extra effort into creating your thumbnail with words on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, cause that makes a difference. Huh? Yeah. hundred percent. Clickbait. Dude, it's so funny when people get mad and they call, claim clickbait. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Josh Hill calls me, dude, I'm, I took the track off my snow bike, right? And he's all, this oh, Junior yeah. Jackson built it. He goes, it dynoed at 81 horsepower. And I'm going to like, it's got no mid-pipe. <laughs> the muffler just comes straight out of the cylinder. I'm going to go jump this jump. Come film me. And I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, let's I watched do it. that, yeah. Right? But it's funny, like, that video, I want to say, got almost 200,000 views. And the arguing on the comments is just <laughs> hilarious, right? Like... People like, there's no way that's 80 horsepower. You guys are idiots and blah, blah, blah. And from that to, I saw a guy jump that jump on a 125, you know? Like, <laughs> but I mean, really, you know, Josh showed me where he lands typically. And yeah, I saw that part. Yeah, he went further. way further. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but yeah, YouTube is a mystery to me. Like, Dude, it's crazy. Why it's stuff nuts. works. And then the other thing that's a mystery to me is that like, okay, at Transworld, we had 196,000 subscribers to that channel. A good video where we were high-fiving each other was like 30,000 views, 40,000 views. Right. We have 12,000 subscribers at Swap Motor Live, and I've pulled a hundred, almost 200,000 view video on <laughs> my butt, right? Like, do people just not subscribe as yeah. as they used to or something? Again, I think it goes back to to guys. <laughs> like, majority yeah. of your audience is male. Yeah. And they just, they like, they either don't, like, they don't have a an account and they're just linked yeah. to it and, sh- and see it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a while. Like, honestly, it's cool though. Like 
because you've like you get invested like people get invested especially like in the l build and what i'm going to do to the cr and and all that so that part of it's what i really like Mm -hmm. and i find myself doing the same thing with with car stuff like builds that i follow and you're like really just like have a build this relationship (laughs) with like what's going on and honestly like i don't even watch cable anymore i was telling telling them yeah yesterday i want to cancel this cable subscription because i watched so much youtube instead of cable or yeah it's it's crazy the world is it's changing right it's crazy <laughs> like i've gotten sucked into the youtube black hole before you know oh it's yeah like, then the suggestion comes up oh what's that? yeah you can watch that same thing happens to me with netflix but i mean yeah but youtube That's, especially it's it's kind of bizarre that i know you it's youtube <laughs> it's, like, it's like sucking up all this time for me but so what kind of stuff do you watch you watch mostly car builds mostly car builds yeah like drift type stuff yeah yeah that's majority of it um I'll watch every. I'll watch a couple of moto guys if they post some stuff, but um, mainly car builds. Just because, like, I don't like. I don't know a lot about working on cars, mm-hmm. like especially engine related stuff. So I like to learn. Like I like to watch it and like, oh, we're pulling the motor out of this thing today, and <laughs> maybe it's a car that I really want or an engine that I've considered building before, and I want to see like what it looks like taken out or torn mm-hmm. apart or how they rebuild it or you know. So I, I don't know. I think I feel like that's typical. <laughs> Hey, do you still have that crazy uh, BMW? No. The, the electric car? No. <laughs> no, you got rid of that? No, I don't have any cars anymore. All I have is my drift cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got rid of my, I had, so I had the i8, and I got rid of that to get the M4, got rid of that to get the <clears throat> NSX, uh-huh. had that for like a year, and then um, I got rid of that because I wanted a truck to tow my drift cars with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you got the big monster truck. No, I got the monster truck, I got my, I got four total drift cars oh wow and <laughs> one, then it's funny because the drift cars are all like older model cars right yeah the one in the garage i have right now is 01 so that's like uh-huh. the newest I that's have. the newest one yeah what well, are there is that what all the drift cars are like older cars like that or is there any like baller dudes with a 19 oh yeah there's there's new stuff there are? for sure yeah so what is the new car that would be the ideal drift car um the z chassis like the 350z the 370z are probably the uh-huh. newer ones um the frs like the toyota that's pretty good but you need to do a lot to the chassis oh, to, okay. to make it stable and the engine because it's really slow um but yeah there's newer ones the older ones though there's it's just there if you crash you don't feel bad <laughs> if honestly like i my one of my cars is like it's it looks nice but it's beat to shit and uh-huh. i honestly just want to take all the parts off of it and put on it on a different car uh-huh. which is disposable you know like i don't really care about yeah. the chassis so that's another reason and their parts are cheap like and they're, they're so easy like driving an early 90s car is so raw compared to driving like uh, a car with all the built like within stuff. the last five yeah you just feel like so much more connected to the road mm-hmm. just like the experience you get from driving is like i don't know it's hard to explain i'll, I'll let you drive the skyline when i bring it back you'll understand <laughs> <laughs> right on well cool man i uh I, I certainly appreciate the time it's always fun to hang out and catch up with you but uh Good luck tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. What I forgot surgery? about it. The interview made me think yeah. about, forget about it. Uh, surgery is at 1245. Oh, so. Okay. so you should be home iced up in bed by what, like five? Four or five, yeah. Four or five? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be um, – I, I don't think I'll be in pain tomorrow because I'll have like a nerve block. I won't be able to yeah. feel my arm. So um, I'll be fine then. But they, I don't know. I, I asked today. I was like, is the pain going to be as bad as last time? Because it was pretty bad last time. He's uh-huh. like, oh, it'll be worse. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's pretty bad when the doctor says. I know. Or I know. But nothing worse than what I went through last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say that uh, on my behalf and everyone on our staff and everybody that we're certainly we're certainly glad to see you back in action this year. We're pumped for you. We're all rooting for you. When you got the heat, first heat race win, I was like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I hope that's not the end, dude. I hope, yeah. Hope to see you back and uh, look forward to uh, spending more time with you in the future. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming out and, uh, yeah, letting me tell my story before I uh, get my surgery done. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be doing many have interviews. to get a catheter? No. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Thank good. God. That'd be worse. Yeah. All right, hey, thanks for listening. Thank you. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad, Don Mera. Thanks for listening.